Morning, everybody, from live from the wrestling room with Anthony Ashnault here, episode 11. Uh, pretty excited. We got a, a ton of different news, a little bit different outlook today. We'll, we're going to take a bunch of questions. Um, trying to get Sammy Alvarez to come on, give us his perspective of what he's been up to, what he's been doing academically, athletically, socially, kind of talk about his year. But, but for the most part, we want to get all our fans, Rutgers Nation, to chime in, come on with us if you can, um, but ask questions. Put your questions in the chat and give us some good content. We'll, we can go in a lot of different ways. Um, talk about recruiting. First day for juniors was Monday. The UWW schedule came out, so Anthony's schedule has come out and what he can look forward to. We had a Zoom meeting last night, so that's exciting, and this will be news for Anthony. And then um, update on our return. Really, those are some of the things I'd like to talk about. So, Anthony, first and foremost, good morning. How you been? Been good, man. Been good. That's exciting stuff. I know the football team at Rutgers and around the country have been allowed to kind of be brought back on campus. So that's that should be some interesting news. I haven't heard about the schedule. There was a release. Uh, there was a news release about the senior level schedule about the UWW, but uh, it wasn't really that clear to me. Um, so I would. I'm looking forward to hearing about that schedule, getting some clarity on some dates that maybe I could look forward to and circle on my calendar and start gearing up again and uh, going through the process of training and just prepping to uh, compete in a tournament or a match again. That That's exciting news. Yeah, that'll be good. So, so fans, just a reminder, you can come on with Anthony and myself face-to-face -face by watching on air on the FanCred app and pressing the green fan line button there at the bottom. So, Get your questions in. I guess Ant, we could start with, and I don't know if you could. There's a huge announcement coming today from Flow Wrestling. I have no idea what that announcement is. Obviously, they've been playing a, a teaser. You and I talked a little offline on what that announcement could be. Possible matchups, rumors of Burroughs to UPenn. I have no idea if that's true. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if you have any foresight on what that is or what it may be. Yeah, um, I mean, in my perspective, I think it's going to be a match. I almost got that uh, that Oliver match just chirp, chirping a little bit and going back and forth with Coach Monday last week. He almost committed. He signed he signed the contract, actually, but then, like, right when I signed my part to wrestle him, he kind of, like, was like, ah, I, don't, I don't know if I could get down to 70 and wrestle well, and it's not fair to me or you to, to do that. And I was, I was just like, dang, all right, I understand, I understand, but uh, – why the heck are you getting up to 185? But that's not my business, you know. But um, then they came back and they wanted to know if I wanted to wrestle a kid, Luke Pletcher, who I wrestled a lot of times in college at 141. And he just had a great season. Big Ten champ was uh, top two in the country, number one going into the national tournament. But him and Nick Lee back and forth. So I said yes to that match. And it's a catch weight at 146 pounds. So I'm I'm excited about that. That's good good opportunity for me to get start coming down to the weight class I'm going to compete at and have a quality opponent and have a referee and have an official way and kind of thing. But uh, I think the announcement's going to be that there's some, there's two other outrageous matchups in that, in that lineup that I'm going to be in. And uh, I don't want to ruin it for them for their announcement, but I, I was more aware that the announcement on flow was going to be something on the line, on the lines of what matchups and when the date of that match was going to be. Sure. So the good news is with all this is there's going to be wrestling again. There's going to be wrestling soon. I think there's a card kind of like the MMA, right? They give these cards out and I'm sure there'll be no fans, but June 28th, uh, I know Oliver and North are, are expected to wrestle. So there's going to be wrestling again, uh, which is awesome. And I think everybody's kind of starving for it. Um, again, the UWW calendar came out. I was on a zoom call with USA wrestling last night. So this is all news. Uh, for all, really, our fans, our guys don't know about this, and, and you probably don't even know about this, but I'll go over those real quick. Uh, junior World Team Trials and U23 World Team Trials are set to take place September 11th and 13th at Genova, Ohio. So two major uh, major championships that, that produce world teams. Again, Junior Worlds and U23s are going to take place later on after that, but we'll have two major tournaments for our guys even, early September, Geneva, Ohio. Uh, so, so that's really good. And kind of like when you were at University Nationals Champions, best two out of three in the finals, I'm sure those brackets will be loaded. College coaches are going to want to get their guys training and competing. Uh, so, again, that's September 11th and 13th. So they'll be wrestling again. That's great. 
senior level. This is for you and all the guys trying to get ramp it up again for the for the Olympic World Team Trials and the Olympic Games in 2021. But there's going to be an, an event October 9th through 11th. Details will come in through will be coming soon. All three styles, women's, Greco, freestyle, senior level tournament. Um, so, so that's exciting. I believe there's going to be a world championships for 2020. And then there's going to be a world championships for 2021, nice. along with the Olympic Games in 2021. But so they'll have Tokyo, they'll have Oslo. Where they're going to wrestle the worlds in 2020 is is yet to, is to be determined. So I can tell you it won't be in the United States. That's some so, that's some uh so that's some really cool news. Yeah. Um what my understanding was the 2021 world was gonna be non-Olympic weight. So do you know if that's true or not? Or there's gonna be a 2021 whole world championships every weight again. I'm under the impression the 2020 worlds are all weights. World championships. One. 2021 would be all weights even after your world championships again but i didn't ask that question uh yeah because it's the olympic year so i'm thinking maybe it'll only be non-olympic weight i think the worlds would be after the olympics yeah but you know how they did it last olympic cycle they went only non-olympic weights for those yeah that's a good question maybe i'm speaking out of turn with that uh but i can get that answer for you for sure hey Uh, we got yeah. some tournaments to look forward to. That means, yeah, you got some exciting. big, big time tournaments to look forward to. And, and who knows what happens after? Are you, you know, just being on that call, the head of the USA Wrestling and our whole administration and committee, uh, Rich Bender and uh, Bickley and, and Coach Zadik and Jackson and all those guys. Our our focus is Tokyo for sure. Uh, we're going to prep for Tokyo. That being said, there was no announcement. Trials were the same date, so that makes me believe. Uh, NCAA wrestling, right, is going to be status quo, meaning March 20th around that time would be the national tournament because there was talk of moving the NCAAs one semester, January through April. I don't believe that could happen right now if you're going to have the trials in the middle of that. So because USA wrestling really depends on a lot of the guys in the national tournament. I mean, not the majority, but certainly there's some guys uh, that, that, that can do both. There's so 10 to 20 competitors in the Charles sure. that are NCAA athletes probably. Yeah. So you, you can't, you got to kind of work together on that. They know that. And yeah. last night led me to believe that USA wrestling was on, on point to continue where they're at. So that's all good news, man. There's going to be wrestling. Uh, we do have a fan backstage. Um, yeah. And we do have some questions. Let's get to one of these questions. How long will you do this? Great. We're going to do it, Valerie, as long as, uh, certainly as long as we're in quarantine and as long as Anthony's not busy on Friday mornings and as long as we can keep doing it, we should keep doing this through the summer. I know it gives people some a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, as long as we're both free and we got time and we have interesting topics to talk about and we get uh, guests here and there, you know, it's fun to just chop it up with just me and you as well. And um, I would love for more fans to come on live and get and ask face-to-face questions. And that's really the, the one thing we, we did create this for it. We wanted that platform where the fans could just interact. And um, hopefully we're producing such a great show that the fans feel like they don't need to interact, but uh, yeah, like we want, we want more people calling in and more people commenting questions and we want to feed off you guys. And um, of course we have a lot to talk about, but we'd like to uh, answer more of what, what's on your guys' minds. So um, as long as before we get, we got, keep we got Sammy backstage, but let's, before we get to Sammy, there's a question. Can you talk about the new addition at heavyweight in the log jam that's there? Um, yeah, we, we, we've Colucci's coming back. Boom McDermott's coming in. We have a couple freshmen up there that are coming in. Uh, uh, Estevez, Colucci's brother. There's some young guys. Esposito did a great job last year. He's super, he looks great right now at 260, lean. Uh, there's going to be competition in the room. That's good. We've never had the depth at heavyweight that we, that we have now. So we're not going to shy away from it right now. We're carrying five heavyweights, you know, and I don't know if people know this, you can only carry 30 guys. We have a roster of 38 right now. 38. So 38 guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, that that's with really soup to nuts, everybody coming back anticipation of certain individuals coming back. So uh, you don't know if you're going to end at 38, but I, I'm sure we'll start the season 35, 36 and, and see where that takes us. There's a lot of competition in the room. And again, there's five heavyweights on the board and there's good depth up there. Those guys need workout partners. You know, yeah. coach Leonardis is one big heavyweight we have. 
we brought some guys in uh, through the RTC to train with our guys, and that's been beneficial. But, uh, yeah, from a depth standpoint, that's good. There's some depth, but we got to be able to win. We got we got to be able to win at that at that weight and win at a high level for us to do any type of damage at the national tournament. Yeah, and the Big Ten, the the heavyweight divisions stacked top to bottom. The top yeah. two guys are the guys taking one, two, or three in the country. Um, that's exciting that we have guys coming in that you know we got veterans, we got new guys. It's going to be exciting in the room at heavyweight. It reminds me of when I came in at one forty one, one thirty three, one forty nine. Like that was where the talent was in the room. You had a you had to come ready to work every day. And if you didn't, you were going to get run over that day. So uh, that's, yeah. that's what makes you great. That, that kind of atmosphere. I'm excited that we're building that culture and be getting that depth at those kind of weights and, and other weights, of course, you know, 133, 141 still looks like that. Yeah. So we got uh let's bring Sammy and we got Sammy backstage yeah. is going to join us this morning. As we bring him I'm on. I'm pretty fired up. Sammy got up for us this morning. As we bring him on after he gets off, just a reminder, you could come on with, uh, Coach Goodell and myself face-to-face -face by watching on air on the FanCard app and pressing the green fan line button to join. What's going on, Sammy? Sammy Alvarez. What's up, my man? That's a nice little backdrop you got. Yeah, it's a uh, wrestling house here. Got a little setup going on. That's sweet. That's sweet. I need, That's pretty I need cool. a little of that. I got it. How you been, man? How's everything going? It's been a while. I mean, I saw you two or three weeks back, but – uh. How's everything going, life in quarantine for you? Um, yeah, I think it's going well. I can't say I could complain too much. You know, there's uh, there's many things going on right now, so for me to sit here and complain over some something so minor, I feel like it'd be not a term, but in retrospect, I think I've been well. You know, try, trying to train and kind of just keep my sanity throughout this whole process, I think has uh, been the whole thing for me. You, you you talk about training, Sammy. You know, I, I know uh, a lot of you guys have been getting together as much as possible. Some of the clubs are starting to open up here a little bit. You've kind of kept busy, uh, again, along with a bunch of your, your your roommates and your teammates. So that so that's good. How have you going around the state and working out with guys? Has there been, has there been anybody, like, worried about COVID, worried about getting sick, or are you guys kind of being pretty smart about it? I mean, I would say it's not too big of a worry. Every place – you know, for the record, you know, you kind of go in with your group and you kind of scrap it out. It's not really like a function or like a club practice where anyone can come. So yeah. from that perspective, I think it was good to travel, you know, up the shore, up more north where I live and find two, three guys that I know will give me a good workout, get me better within that hour. Or, you know, even mentally, physically, guys that I know that just get me better. So finding guys rather than, you know, going to work, a room with, uh, you know, no idea who would be there. I think it's actually been pretty helpful for me to know who I'm going to work out with and know what I'm expecting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be. Yeah. Yeah. Par part of that is cool. Cause you could get, you get to like gear up if it's like someone you haven't got to wrestle in a long time or something you're, you're kind of gearing up to like what, what's going to work on them. I know in my head, I recently, when I'm getting to get with guys from other colleges, other programs, I haven't wrestled with in a long time. In my head, on my way to the, those workouts, I'm like gearing up, like it's like yeah. a match a little bit. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like he hasn't felt me. Like could get to my go-to stuff easily. Like going through some patterns in my head. I'm like, I'm getting a little bit more excited than if I was just going maybe into into the room of the guys I've been working out with already. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think that competitive nature comes out of us more in settings like this more than ever. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Go ahead, Ant. Um, we have a question in the comments here. Wrestling stat on YouTube: How is the weight doing? How is the weight doing in quarantine, Sammy? So I guess how how is your weight right now? Um, did you blow up at first door in quarantine? I know you were when the quarantine kind of first hit. You came down to my house and we trained a little bit, and you stayed over a couple days. And you were you looked pretty lean then. You looked you didn't look too big. Probably like one forty, one forty five still at, at that point. Yeah. Um, For sure. I think uh, I think I put on about ten pounds since then, but, you know, more or less. I think seven, eight, nine pounds, but I don't think it's I don't think it's my true weight by any means. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I would say I'm walking around around one fifty, one fifty three at the moment. Nice. Let Let me ask you this, Sammy, because obviously you handled it. You and for the people that don't know, Sammy was recognized as an All American. Wrestling went to like. Uh, the old school, you know, the, the different sport way of like football, right? You're, you're an all American. So, uh, 
he was voted as All-American along with Aguilar, which is awesome. And those, just so you know, those go down in our record books as, as being an All-American. So that's good for you. Um, just you, you did a better job of handling being wrestling as a true freshman, probably more than anybody I've seen in a long, long time. And it's a hard thing to do, right? Yeah. It's a hard thing to do to come in as a true freshman and in the Big Ten uh, and be, be ultra successful and have just such a great year. Uh, what was that like? What was that transition like? Did you look at it as I'm um, a freshman? Did you look at it? And along the way, you had some tough losses, right? You had some, you know, lost on day one, lost out in California, and never really phased you at all. I think that's probably the most, for me as a coach, was one of the most amazing things that stuff never bothered you. You showed up the next day and just continue to work on your craft. We even used you as an example quite a bit. So what was that like, the transition to be able to do it as a true freshman? Um. I mean, I think in the moment, you know, while I was in the process, I wasn't really looking at it from that point of view. It was more of like, in the moment, I was trying to grind through it. I was trying to figure it out day in and day out. And, you know, it was always a new obstacle, especially coming in every day, more more than competition, you know, just new obstacles daily, working out, you know, those barriers you're getting through. But for me, I don't think, I think it was about, I think it was about just living in the moment and kind of trying to establish myself before my my head went anywhere else like when i came to college it was it's about establishing my flag and then i could build from there you know it's not i wasn't really caught up in the rankings and you know you, you, i can't sit here and lie you know from time to time you look it gets you jacked up but i was always <laughs> here waking up excited over a number or you know what other guys were doing or if i'm going to social media and i see what another guy's doing or posting you know it was all about just establishing who i am first as a wrestler representing Rutgers in the right manner and moving forward and building. And I think I'm at that, uh, at that point where I'm, I'm trying to build and I'm pretty comfortable where I am right now. Yeah. That's, did that's you, awesome do you that. think your breakout moment, your breakout moment, obviously the scuffle did at that point, do you feel like you could beat anybody in the country? Is that kind of your mindset? Cause clearly yeah. towards the end, you're right there, right? You're there with gross. You're there with yeah. RBY. And obviously, your mind. I'm, I'm assuming you're thinking you got to win one of these to really, really break through. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the door I think I've been knocking on all year, but I don't think I really stepped through. And you know, I, I acknowledge that, and you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. Like I said before, something that uh, you know I hold myself accountable, and you know, I kind of I try to be my biggest critic when it comes to things like that, because you know, no one's gonna be on yourself more than yourself. So for me, you know, knocking on that door, it sucked. It definitely it's something I'm not used to. I'm not used to, you know, being the guy who's just sniffing the win and the guy who's getting the crowd excited. Just, and, you know, they're excited. It's, it's all good. It's all good for the brand. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to win. And, you know, learning things from these matches, I think are really going to be beneficial next season in a lot of aspects. So I'm really jacked up to see where that takes me. Yeah. No experience. You know, guide my propel my career. Yeah, yeah. You talked about it a little bit there, but that transition going your fresh true freshman year. I mean, I I couldn't do it. I'll be honest. I couldn't go be a true freshman All American. I I struggled my freshman year in the in wrestling specifically. Um, I had losses to guys I'd never heard of my whole career, um, and it's like it was just it was just like a culture shock a little bit. The wrestling part of it and. Um, I want I want you to talk to the fans a little bit about how exciting it is to get to wrestle at the rack because because you talk about how the biggest part is getting over those leaps in in the training room in the classroom yeah. what, whatever it is showing up to everything on time because there's a bunch of obligations you never had before and uh, then you finally get to the rack you get to that match and it's like it's it's an unreal experience especially for being 18 or 19 years old and never having that before um, what was that first first time wrestling in the rack like and do you get up for it or do you kind of kind of uh try to distract yourself and kind of just I know everyone's a little bit different some people want to treat it like it's nothing and block everything out and other people embrace it but to me you kind of seem like a guy that embraces it so absolutely. Uh, what, what is your philosophy when you head in that rack and what was it like the first time you did I think I definitely embrace it for sure just definitely got to get that out of the way and make that a point it's something that I pride myself on. And if you were to ask me what I like most about Rutgers, it's the rack. It's, there's nothing like it. I think it's something, you know, I, it doesn't, doesn't need to really be said, but there's just something about going out there 
and it's like a high. It's kind of like a high that you're chasing, you know, like you could call it a rush of dopamine, whatever you want to call it. It's just something that you crave and you just, you constantly want, you, you constantly want people on their feet. You constantly want people interacting with the matches. You want people excited to come back the next match. You know, it's, it's, more, it's, it's always more than just that one match. It's all, it's all for the brand. And in my opinion, if I could contribute to the brand in a positive manner, I'll do so every single time. Yeah, that's exciting well, to hear. That's exciting. Yeah, you, you, you've done that, man. And and I think it's crazy in this whole recruiting world. And the story of you is well documented of going to NC State first and coming back. But you could see guys, at, even at, when you were wrestling in high school, you could tell the guys that are going to flourish under those lights. And to be honest with you, a lot of a lot of guys don't want that. A lot of guys shy away from from those big crowds. They'll say they love it. Yeah, I want to go wrestle in front of that. But there's more to it than that. There's there's who you're wrestling. It's easy to go out in the rack when you know you're going to, you know, major someone or tech someone. It's hard to go out when you're wrestling the number two, three, four, five guy in the country. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you got to recruit a special individual that's not only going to handle the expectations and the atmosphere, but understand there's an opponent in front of you that's really darn good every single night. And I just wonder, is that something you kind of look forward to? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I think, you know, you guys know, a lot of people know out there my story to what the public knows, but I think it was more about, like I said before, establishing myself more than anything. You know, I wasn't really in my head too much about thinking about little minor things like, you know, what is it going to be like? Am I going to start? Am I, you know, am I going to get enough credits, you know, to go so on and so forth. But it was, it was morally about just me establishing my, my flag. That's what I like to call it. And kind of just building from there. And, you know, I'm really happy and comfortable with, with the position I put myself in. I got two more for you. Yeah. I got two more for you. I want you to tell the fans what it was like the first week or two in quarantine, spending a week with Ashnault, because I think that's super cool. And I, I got to believe the fans and the people out there listening would love to know about that. And then I got one more fun one for you before we let you go. Let's hear it. Well, that's the first one. Tell us a little bit about you and Ashley. <laughs> Training together, living together. Uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty cool experience for me. I think it was pretty neat. I think I learned a lot, you know, even outside of a wrestling standpoint. Uh, you know, me and Anthony got to train, I think, once or twice a day whenever the opportunity really came. You know, it was really hard because, you know, lockdowns and restrictions and things are kind of coming, like, as we were speaking, kind of, you know, new information was flooding in. So I wouldn't say our minds were like fully invested in wrestling. And, you know, as, as of right now, you know, compared to right now where it's full, it's full throttle ahead. But I think it was just more about, you know, getting comfortable, you know, bouncing ideas off each other, you know, training and just getting to know each other a little more. I think that was, that was the biggest thing for me. Before I ask you to fun one, how are you doing in summer school? Summer school is a dogfight as always. But we're getting through it. I'm doing doing pretty well, I would say. I definitely need to. The virtual learning? The virtual learning is okay? I actually don't have virtual learning. It's I have to call the teacher for an introductory like phone call, and that's how grading starts. So it's not really a virtual learning. I mean, it is, but, you know, there's no, like, WebExes or anything. You kind of just got to do your work on the due date. So I think I got more assignments, and I'm done. Yeah. Nice. Um, Last one, and I'll let you go. Um, and I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, and I'm going to change this for you because I'm not going to send you to an island because we need you to wrestle for us. But you're allowed to have dinner with three people, three people only, to spend the night and have a dinner with. Who are those three people? Just anyone. Anyone you want. Anyone in the world. Anyone. It could be past or present, whatever the case might be. I would say The Rock, Kevin Hart, and uh, Bill Blair. That's a good answer, man. That's a good answer. Yeah, Interesting. The Rock, Kevin Hart, you got your comedy covered for forever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good, man. Yeah, you'll Listen, probably come back I appreciate even in better shape, too, with The Rock, bro. You, yeah, maybe, with those guys, you'll be, you'll be training a little them. bit. listen brother i appreciate you coming on we know you you know we love you and uh stay safe we're going to be together here pretty soon i'm going to send some info out on that uh but 
I appreciate you coming on. You look great, and I'm glad you're continuing to train. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good talking. All right, buddy. We'll see you, my man. See you later, Sammy. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Anthony, why don't you take some time and just talk about that week that you two had, and uh, yeah. that was pretty special. I appreciate you doing it, obviously. It benefits both you and someone yeah. that you were interested in training with. Yeah. You know what I'm looking forward to from Sammy, though? Like, first, for next year, you know, some speculations. Hopefully, we get Soriano to uh, get back on the squad at Rutgers. Um, and just, like, the environment he was in in high school. He was a state champ for St. Joe's, but he trained with Robert Howard, who was, he, he wrestled in the state finals, and he trained with him probably two, three times a week. Like, he's about to be back in that environment, and that's that's kind of where he did really well, you know? So, I'm looking forward to uh, how he's going to treat this next situation, kind of like the heavyweight situation, how, how the depth's coming in. And at his weight, man, he's going to be he's going to be in for some battles in the room. And I'm excited to see how he responds, because um, as he talked about, you know, it's it's harder to be more consistent in the room than it is to to be more consistent when it comes time to compete. So I think this will make him make him get to that next level and he's going to have no choice. And I think he's going to really. Uh, persevere through it and push and try to be beating these guys on a daily basis. So that's exciting. But when, yeah. when he came out, it was a lot like that, man. Like, even though he's wrestling with me, he didn't, he doesn't take a back seat. Like, even though I could get 10 takedowns in a row, you know, he still comes back trying to hit, hit, he goes for the kitchen sink, man. Like he's trying to hit everything he's got on me. Um, and I respect that. And he doesn't get really discouraged. He's more just of a learner. Like if something doesn't work or if I expose him in a position, he's, He's wanting to learn that position and asking me, how can I not get hit in this? How can I, uh, how can I hit this? Or what about in my style? What do you see? What do you see with this move? Um, he's just very knowledgeable in the sport. And I think out of a lot of our guys on the team, he's, he's one of the guys that's watching his own film. And like he said, he critiques himself. He's very critical on his own wrestling. And that's very important to get to the next level, being able to watch film on your opponents and top level guys and yourself and just critiquing it all and fit, fitting it all in your style. So. Uh, I'm looking I remember, uh, yeah, I remember him uh, on the bus the night we wrestled Ohio State, and we had a really good duel with Ohio State this year. And he beat Jordan Decatur, and he beat him really, really good. I think he majored him maybe. Uh, and I we get on the bus to go back to the hotel, and he's like, "Coach, I would have never done that to him last year. I just would have never done it." So as a staff, you think, "Well, maybe we're doing the right things. We're developing this guy. He's getting better. He feels like he's getting better. We have the right partners for him." that felt pretty good because he's probably right. Right. He has to wrestle him. Let's say as a senior in the Ironman, I'm sure it's a great match, yeah. but Jordan Decatur, they're both true freshmen was, it was an absolute phenom coming out number one kid in the country. So for him to, to jump those levels so quick, makes you feel like we're doing the right things. And, and uh, man, he just embraced that whole year and was, didn't carry his wrestling was pretty locked in and was pretty confident. At least he, he that's the way it appeared to us. Yeah. Yeah, he looked yeah. super confident and he acted like it and he talked the talk and kind of walked the walk when it was time to compete. Yeah. So uh, that was exciting getting him on campus. It was kind of reminding me of the Scott Delvecchio situation and just the way yeah. it rolled right away. He got momentum going and and he was a great teammate on top of all that. You know, guys, guys respect him. He respects got the guys on the team. So that goes a long way too. you know, not, like when you're one of the better guys on the team and you're a good teammate and you're respectful and you're trying your best to do the best you can do outside of the sport, you know, like guys respect you for that. Yeah. All right. We got a guy backstage. Matt's backstage to come online. Let's bring him on. He's got one question for me. What was my biggest? Yeah. Win? See, I'm not getting all those questions. That's kind of weird. My biggest win outside of the NCA this far. I was going to say probably back to that university tournament. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? What's up, boys? Matty kid. Sorry, man. Doing? Some tech. I'm good, man. Some technical difficulties on the text, but uh, Anthony, you just got to it. That was my question for you. Yeah. Biggest win outside the uh, NCAAs. So, Coach Goodale was telling us a little bit about the schedule for some of the guys in the offseason schedule. And there's this one tournament called the University Tournament. Uh, it's now called the UWW 20, under 23 tournament, I believe. And um, I got to wrestle, an, I think, two All Americans and uh, a national champ en route to the finals. And this guy, Jason Zertzis, he was a 149 national champ as a freshman for Northwestern. And I was a true freshman coming, going into my redshirt freshman season. And that was the summer and I beat him and I beat like two other all Americans in the same two days span. And that was really like the first time I was like, okay, like I could go win an NCAA title. I, I beat these kind of guys, these caliber guys, but that was outside of NCAA competition. That was a freestyle event. So 
that was probably my biggest wins that I could remember. That was a big one. I think shot tuned all there you are. You are having technical mm-hmm. How you been, Matt? How's everything going down in South Jersey? How's everything going down South? Uh, I can't hear him. That right there, big wrestling fan. He's a he's a Jackson boy. That's who I play with his in his member guest. And uh he's pretty tight with the Howard family. They work together, him and Kelly Howard. But Matt's a good dude. Uh and he comes to the rack all the time, sits behind the bench. And that's awesome. Yeah. He's into it, goes to the nationals and was I, out in Pittsburgh. Was actually out in Pittsburgh. I was gonna say that university tournament, though, that's important for our guys. You know, like I just remember that was a big breakout moment for my career, you know, just Getting, no that, doubt. getting that confidence going into offseason training, coming out of it and kind of training harder f- from it because I had a tournament to look forward to again. And I was like pumped that I'm and at that, that level. That was your first major world team, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah first was, world team that you made. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that, that tournament's an opportunity more than just getting matches. Yeah. No, no doubt. Um, we got a question here. What non-Ruckers wrestling wrestler do you wish you had the opportunity to coach? Oh, man, there's, you know, I, I can honestly say this, and I don't, the one recruit that I was really crushed about getting away was probably David McFadden. I mean, you're always going to lose re- recruits, but McFadden, and it pains me to say this, that, well, that one hurt quite a bit. I mm-hmm. wish, and obviously he's a four-time All-American, he was pretty good, but I spent a lot of time recruiting David and, Good kid, great family. I thought his mom really, really wanted him to stay home. I kind of wish, just in the short term, answering this question. I mean, heck, there's a lot of guys. Uh, I would have loved to have coached someone like Andrew Howe, right? He was just no nonsense. And, of course, we hear the stories from Donnie. Uh, but he just went about his business and clearly uh, very low maintenance, clearly very low maintenance. So those type of guys. But McFadden was one recruit that got away that, that kind of – haunts me a little bit i wish we were were able to get him because i thought we were on the verge of because that would have been your time right and we had him and parati and you next thing you know you're talking three four all americans and that's kind of what we were looking for yeah that would have been exciting i was his host i didn't get the job done (laughs) but uh maybe it was just meant to be man it just he's coming back home he's at upenn now but uh yeah like he seemed like he really enjoyed his time at virginia tech and maybe he just one of those guys that need to get away, you know. Um, sure, is what it is. Why don't you? But why I, don't you talk about that a little bit? Being a host, you know, we put and we started to back off you a little bit, especially as you got older. But that's a lot of uh, it's a lot of responsibility, right? It's a lot of work. It's not easy, you know. You're trying to you're spending forty eight hours with the kid, and sometimes you get guys that are probably that you kind of know, and it's easy. But then you get guys that are out of the state you've never met before, and Maybe it's not the the best time for you, but just talk about that process to our fans. Yeah, it's a tough process because, like, you don't want to take yourself out of being your own. Like, you don't want to take yourself out of your personality or being who you are. But for for a lot of the time when the recruits first get there, it's like a feeling out period, you know? Like, you're like, all right, like, how you doing, buddy? Like, um, like, yeah, like, this is – we're going to go to practice. Then we're going to go to, like, you're going to come see whatever's on the schedule for yourself. And then all of a sudden it's like Friday night. You're like, all right, like, what do you want to do, man? Like, you want to go look around campus? Like, you want to go bowl? Like, you want to go to the movies? Like, you're trying to feel these kids out and you just like, you want to get to know their, get to know them. But for the most part, for the majority of kids I have, and I was the same way, you're just like, well, what do you guys do usually? Like, whatever, man. Like, I'm just like, I'm just here. Like, whatever it is. Like, um, you're only like a 16, 17 year old kid when you're on these trips going to visit. So like, you really don't even know what college is and what it's about. And um, I, it just, as a host, it's a little overwhelming looking back and thinking about, dang, like these kids don't even know what they're, what they're coming into. And like, we're just in charge of just showing them this whole campus by ourselves. And I'm only two years older than them. It's like, um, I wish I could go back in time and just be like, Hey man, like, we're just going to like hang out. Like you're just going to be like a fly on the wall, like soak it all in some of the times instead of like, making the kid choose like, Hey, what do you want to do, buddy? Like whatever you want to do. Coaches gave me $120. We could go do whatever we want to do. And it's yeah. like, like when you put a, a kid in that situation, sometimes they're just like, I want to go out. Like, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. And you're, you're like, okay, well, like you're, you're the, you're the kid. Like, let's go. We're taking you to do whatever you want to do. Um, but for the most part, I loved it. I wanted to grow Rutgers. I wanted to get every, every recruit under the sun. I wanted to get David McFadden. I wanted to get, 
all these other guys we had too that were coming on campus and looking. Um, so I took pride in it as well as as sometimes maybe bad timing if if it was in the season or beginning of the season. I was like I took that as as a leader on the team I, as a responsibility. I had to try to get this kid to come to school here, and I took pride in that. So I mean, it, it was nice to not have that responsibility as I got older, but at the same time when the, when other kids did get him, I was always checking up on him. It's like, Hey, did like, he get everything he needed? Like, does he need any, you guys need anything? Like, how's everything going? Is he enjoying it? Is he good fit? Not a good fit. Like I was always super into that process. Cause you know, like I felt like it was my team. Like I wanted to, I wanted to grow it and get it better and get it to the spot that I saw it getting to. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of recruiting uh, and, and please get online with us guys. Come on, come on the board with us. Uh, on the show and, and ask a question or just in the chat ask a question and somehow i think you may be getting more questions so yeah. if you get them just chime in and i got and, and kind of let's go i got one from dale right now how does it feel when young kids look up to you and ask for your, your autograph and goody you you get the same amount of love in that aspect and uh for me man it's it's the greatest thing ever at, at times i definitely like for a second i'll get a little frustrated if it's overwhelming and then i'm like I'm a wrestler and I have this, this spotlight and platform. Like this isn't common in the wrestling world, especially it's like, we're like the one, two, 3% of people that, that have that platform. So it's like, when you think about it, that, and you take a step back, you're like, all right, like I'll sign all autographs up and down all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I remember it was weird because the rack, all those little kids and I'll never not say, you know, like you said, we're wrestlers and, just to have that platform. And if they want your autograph, you give it to them. I remember, never forget though, when my son was really little, he used to get mad. He's like, why are they talking to daddy? Why is daddy signing their shirt? He <laughs> used to kind of get mad and then he kind of grew into it. It was, it, it was cool. But uh, yeah, they, these fans and they grow up and then so many of them now I've had kids uh, who have wrote me letters or, or taken pictures and have sent them to me, would send them to me now. Now we're recruiting them. You know, I have a picture with Johnny Paz That's back great. at the South Plainfield PAL. He's got those goggles on. Everybody knows Johnny Paz is a is a fake eye. And uh, yeah. I used to call him Trench. I called him Trench forever because of John <laughs> Trench. I wore the goggles. I remember. But that's how I was introduced to him. And he sent me a picture the other day. He's super small, and it's in the PAL. And uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome that those these kids saved those things. And clearly you signed a whole heck of a lot more than me. But, uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, it's it's surreal. It's surreal every time. And uh, sometimes I don't even know how to how to respond to some of the things or what what the right emotions are to show. I'm just like, oh, like this is like just so surreal. I have another question about more of the recruiting topic. They said, Anthony, who was one wrestler you hosted on campus who didn't sign and you were surprised slash bummed when he didn't? I'd say David McFadden was probably one of one of the top guys, Malik Amin who ended up going to Michigan. I mean, like we saw it coming, but he just like, it was like a, I felt like a perfect trip. I was his host and it, it couldn't have went any better. Like he just, he had a great time and told us how much of a great time he had. We were both Jets fans. He left me his Jets hat. Maybe that was the sign. I'm not coming back. You take the Jets. No, this (laughs) this is a great, this is a great story, man. We had his mother's went to Michigan state and I mean, for the people who don't know, uh, Amin's probably they're going to be the top guy starting the season, maybe one or two in the country, depending on what weight he goes. But he, his mother goes to Michigan State. His father is from Michigan. The whole family's from Michigan. They all went to Michigan. His brother, his uncles, everyone went to Michigan. Uh, and as it turns out, all him and his siblings all go to Michigan now. So, but I really, really thought because they had a relationship with Donnie, and we got Donnie from Michigan, and then. They have a certain uh, Chris Farool who works, who is a really good friends with the guy Matt that was on, but I was friends with Chris Farool and they worked together. So he turned me on to, to the Amins and I thought we were going to get him. They sat in my office, the parents, and the mom was crying because she's like, he may not go to Michigan. He may not go to Michigan state. And we did, I, that was the best job we've ever done with a kid we didn't get. And you did a killer job. I think we made it hard on him though. Right. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Yeah. We kind of made it hard, but at the end of the day, that's where he was going. Yeah, he was one of the guys that was like, "You're upset," but like, I I couldn't have any hard feelings. I did the same thing at yeah. Rutgers. So it's like when I, the next time I saw him, I was like, "Hey, man!" Like I got your Jets hat still. It was like that. It would be like laughed about it. 
I was yeah. like, you want it back? He's like, ah, I'm like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> Do you ever get a point during those visits where you just know a kid isn't a good fit and he's not coming here? Or they say, listen, I just came on a trip because that uh, frustrates the heck of me. I get I get nervous when a kid's like overly like confident in Rutgers, like when they're just like, nah, I'm going to commit, man. I'm still going to go on my trip, but I'm going to commit. It's like, are you just telling me? That's when I start just feeling like I'm getting told what I want to hear. The bigger the guy, sure. the bigger the guy, I feel like the more you hear that, the more they're like, ah, I'm just going to go see Virginia Tech next in two weeks. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Rutgers guy. I want to come to Rutgers, definitely. And it's like, I just want to see what what's there, what, what it's like. Like, um, that's when I start getting nervous here in those talks. I feel like very confident um, when a guy's just gelling with our team and just not it sounds weird, but like not taking a back seat, maybe a little chippy, like maybe getting involved in the conversations, talking back to the, some of the guys just in a jer- in a Jersey kind of way. Like, um, you know, just not being a bystander or just sitting there and yeah, I said, soaking it all in, but uh, it's important that you have some characteristics that fit into our squad. And, and some of yeah. our, some of our guys are a little gritty, a little tougher than, than a normal group, I'd say. Yeah. Here's a cool question, and these are great guys. This is these questions are awesome, and it gives them some really good content to take them and run with them. Which Big Ten program do you always desperately want to beat? Not because they're the best competition, but just because the school program gets on your nerves. I'll answer that first, and uh, for me, it's always been about beating the Big Four, right? It's been, and I haven't done it yet. So Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State, and Minnesota. I just think if you could pick, and now you kind of throw Michigan's kind of in there. I mean, they're all good. Uh, we've beaten the rest, but those those big four uh, are really important to me. I just think if you do it, you kind of have arrived. And, man, we've been so close so many times, and we were close with Ohio State this year. Uh, I think it was 2016. We almost, we had Iowa at the rack, which I thought we matched up so darn well with. We had an opportunity there. Uh, and even with Minnesota, we've had opportunities. So there there's been opportunities. We haven't done it yet, but I think for me, those are – one of the big four is somebody I desperately want to be. Yeah, I, I think I always geared up a lot, and I think the guys on the team did as well, maybe because of Donnie, uh, definitely because we always had close matches, but Wisconsin, I feel like it was – Yeah, like, that's probably – Especially when Barry Davis was the coach. We'd always be like, got to beat Barry. Like, let's go. Like, I know the guys on the team felt that way too, like this little midget. Like, we got to beat this guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first time we wrestled at Wisconsin, he was doing the – he was like doing the timeout thing. You remember that? It was like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Nine, he had like seven timeouts. It was like, a, seven it was like a 19 to 15. It was like a four point match or like a three point match yeah. or something going to the last two weights. And like, it was a big momentum shift point in the match. And instead of the kid calling injury time, Barry's trying to like not challenge it and just be like, he's like, timeout, timeout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. He had like seven of them. And then that was crazy. From that mo- we lost in Madison. We lost in Madison that year. Uh, they actually we challenged a call Vizicaro and Jordan. I don't know if you remember this. And Vizicaro, Zeke Jordan was really good that year. I think he was the number one kid in the country. But there's like five seconds left, and he could have just ran away. And uh, he got taken down with five seconds left, and we lost. We got he got tech and we lost, and that's how we lost that duel. And that was just run and away. I think somebody else. I think didn't we have a fall? Somebody was Parati had his guy pinned forever. And they wouldn't call it. It was like we almost just got hosed so bad. You never want to complain, but we had so many. Hayden Rymack beat a really good guy yeah. to open the duel. Lat drop, and we right? had these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and we lost them. But you're right. That's probably our biggest. I would think, like, from a rival standpoint, that's probably our. You circle that one on the calendar. And now with Bono there and Reader, who I'm actually pretty good friends with, I feel like I'm really tight with them. Uh, yeah, I want to beat those guys, man. That's just a yeah. that's a big duel for us. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they're they're very good. And last year they're very good. They're going to be very good now for the rest of the time, mm-hmm. probably until this at least this coaching regime. So it should be exciting. Yeah. They're going to be a big four moving forward. Yeah. Seem like we're getting closer to getting the kids back on campus for workouts. What's the plan? This is a good time for me to update our fans. Uh, obviously, like you said, and football's back. Basketball returns Monday. I was in the APC yesterday. By the way, your picture's up there. The national championship picture looks awesome. And then all the All-American posters. The the room looks so cool. But as far as uh, the last meeting I was on, um, for winter sports, we're going to get a decision or something really kind of concrete come June 30th. At that point, 
our guys, if we're able to come back, whenever that day is, there's going to be a two-week period where we're going to have to get tested. If you're a New Jersey guy, you travel to Rutgers, spit in a tube uh, to get tested. But if you're an out-of-state guy, like for the basketball guys, you could send the test. It's pretty cool what you can do. You could send the test uh, to them, and then they send it back, and and just to see, obviously, if you have the corona. Uh, if not, you know, they still will give you a date. At, at that time, they give you another week to get tested again. You do it again, and then you're able to come back. So if they give us the okay, and this is just an example, I'm hoping it's middle of July, but let's say it's July 15th, we'll start our procedures of being tested, and then we'll be back on campus July 30th. So uh, that's the first news. Again, those dates are strictly me thinking that way. Uh, maybe it's positive thinking. I don't know. The next question is, are you able to, to train off campus with your guys? Can I go to the local clubs? Um, can I attend these clubs throughout New Jersey that are going to open up on Monday? And that's kind of the question I'm waiting to hear from. Can I meet my guys uh, somewhere? So right now the answer is no, but I think that's something that they're looking into from an NCAA standpoint. So our, our hands are tied kind of, and it kind of stinks. But you're meeting up with the guys. They're training. That's good enough for me. So uh, obviously it's not good enough for me, but I want to I want to be able to be around our guys. And, heck, I want to get on the mat again. It's been three months. I've never had three months off of wrestling. Yeah, how's your body feel? Does it feel better? Does it feel the same? Maybe like, dang, this was actually an injury, not just hurt? No, I think it feels better. I lift like three or four times a week with my son, and I'm doing like stupid. Like I've told you this before, the deadlifts, the squats, the power cleans. Like I ask myself, why am I doing it? But I'm not going to not because he is. So hey, it's one more. I continue to train with him. It's just one more year. I know. <laughs> so I continue to train with him, and I've been in. I feel like I'm in great shape, and I I do these bike workouts. I feel good about it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I just I feel better than ever. Maybe it's because I haven't wrestled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's good to hear. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta feel good about that going back into hopefully wrestling with the guys, you know, feeling better than yeah. where you were at. I got a question from Adam in the comments. Is there protocol yet for testing during competition next year? Are there going to be daily tests before meets before yeah. every practice? And what about in competition for us wrestling for Anthony and others? Me personally, I haven't, have not heard uh, news on that about, like the competition details about when testing's happening or um, if I had to guess though, they're going to put the money into doing it. They're not going to have these events unless they could test every athlete. Yeah, unless the, world, unless the world changes significantly to up to these events. Cause just being a uh, athlete thinking about going to the Pan Am championships, both of them, the drug testing in general is super, super strict and demanding. And I couldn't picture them treating it a different way than how they treat those tests. They're going to be uh, very precise, and I'm sure there's going to be a, a process behind it that's uh, that's bulletproof, hopefully, and it gets the job done, and we could have safe competitions. Yeah. For us, there, there was talk, uh, and this is why there may be just a – I always wonder why are they just going to – one of the possibilities, is, and this was a month ago, was just a Big Ten season, right, just wrestle the Big Ten. Um because maybe we have a little bit more, we're more equipped with the virus. So for Rutgers, it's easy. We're going to get tested the beginning of the week. We're going to get tested before we leave. Let's say, for example, before we fly out to Iowa. Uh, and then, so twice during the week, but our other schools going to be able to do that. They're, the thought is maybe the big 10 schools have the money to be able to do that. So I understand where they're coming from. Again, that this is just an example. I don't know if that's going to happen just a Big Ten schedule. Nothing's been decided. Uh, but I know from a Rutgers standpoint, um, we're going to get tested twice a week. It's going to become like uh, football, uh, like how they got to pay like Howard to come play them. I'm going to have to like, yeah. I'm going to have to pay like Bucknell to come wrestle us and give them their Corona test <laughs> and provide the test. For yeah. Them. Cause like can somebody like, can a small school, like, let's say, I use Lock Haven all the time right. just because they're my, all my own. They're, they're actually really they're, they probably have a lot more funding than most of the smaller schools. Yeah, but you know the small schools can they do all that testing? Right. You know, can they do all that or testing? Is the Big so, Ten school responsible if they come to the Big Ten school? Yeah, there's a lot to figure out within the within yeah. the confines. No, there's there's certainly a lot of moving parts. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with it. And uh, 
Hopefully we're back in the APC soon, man. I was up there the other day and the place looks awesome. It's super clean. There's signage all over the place for it to be safe. So uh, I think wearing a mask is something we're going to have to do all year long, you know, until, until there's a, a vaccine. So that's just my thoughts on it. Um, that's where we're at. Yeah. Let's can, go. Uh, can, I don't know. Do you have any other questions in your they, box? No, I don't. But can they, uh, can you guys have practices at clubs or at other lifting gyms or is that not allowed either? Like, no, I think the lifting portion, our guys are going to start up lifting with, with coach DeMarco at a gym, right? They're going to be members of his gym um, next week. And then right now I can't be at the wrestling workouts. I can't go to a club with our guys. So as long as the club's open, our guys can go, mm. you know, and that's kind of what they're doing. You know, they're just finding places to train and they're small groups. And for the most part, our guys have been instructed to kind of stay with the same partners, if that makes sense. So yeah. if Grello's working out with pause, just stay with pause, stay with pause. I know Ramos has been in there uh, with those guys. Um, so that's kind of the way we've instructed our guys to go about it. Maybe you have two or three partners and that's kind of it. Uh, but they're able to go in and once it opens full time, and that's kind of my question to our administration. When, when is it okay for me to go in? And that's what they're looking into. Mm. Yeah. This is a complex situation. <laughs> Hopefully they figure it out for September and it's a normalized school year a little bit. Any talk on NCA seasons, football season, wrestling schedule? Um, no, there's nothing. I think as, as of right now, football season is as is. They're they're September, ready to go. Monmouth coming in September 5th. That's all. Nothing's changed. I've heard nothing. Same with us. Like I said earlier, we'll open November 7th, 7th and 8th. I have heard nothing, but I haven't also – also, I haven't gotten a schedule from the Big Ten. I asked last week, and there was no movement on it because uh, they're dealing with fall sports now, what fall sports looks like. Right. And then they'll move into to winter sports. But – Everybody's being really, really flexible. Everybody understands the situation, um, but what that schedule looks like, I know they want to. They don't want to have. They want to have as little travel as possible. So that affects us a little bit more than it would say Wisconsin or Iowa or Minnesota, who's out in the Midwest and can wrestle a lot of different teams. But hmm. it's kind of here. Here was our question: Is are you trying to save money and flights because everybody's at a budget crisis, right? Or is it a COVID situation? It's a little bit of both. A little bit of both, right? Budgets are going to be severely affected across the board, severely affected. So for this year, we just got to hold tight. If it's a budget situation, well, heck, we should stay on the East Coast. Yeah. But then is Lehigh, Maryland, well, Maryland, I shouldn't say they're Big Ten, but Lehigh, Ryder, Princeton, are they equipped where all those guys can get tested? Is it safe for us? Mm. Those are some of the questions because that would be easier for us to just stay on the East Coast and wrestle where we can bust to. Penn State, Maryland are some big 10 schools we can get to. Yeah. So. And I was talking to our good friend, Harry Turner, coaching at uh, New Jersey mm-hmm. city university division three. And he was saying budget, their budget's not, not that high, not that expensive anyway. So yeah. like I said, is division three sports in danger. And he was saying their budget really isn't much, man. They're, they're busing places. They're not really flying. Mm-hmm. They're, re- they're wrestling schools in PA, New York, New Jersey, uh, just in the tri-state area. So it's like, as much as you feel those those are endangered D two D three, they might be even safer as long as they could deal with the testing. And and it's funny to me thinking about like what Sammy said. He said, "Are people nervous about Corona? Like when you're going to work out with them?" In my in my experiences, I feel like not very small percentage of people are nervous about that part of it. Kids are just looking for workouts, and they just don't know where to go to get them or who to get who to go to to get them. So I think people are willing and not really that nervous about it. But if the rules are what the rules are, you got to follow them. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many moving parts to this, man. You know, we, we talk about training. We talk about working out. We talk about getting your guys with your strength coach. Uh, and then you talk about fundraising, right? We talk about the budgets. And yesterday was giving day for Rutgers. And uh, it's hard right now. It's hard right now to pick up a phone call. We're trying to raise money for the Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club. Right. So we can send guys like you all over the world to compete. And that's where that money comes from. The Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club and how important it is to our our program to bring in resident athletes to our program. And we're going through this what we call a covid challenge to try to raise money uh, to continue to bring in athletes and and to to have them go on trips and and be great for Rutgers, but be great for themselves. So 
that's been probably the biggest challenge. And we're in the middle of one right now, trying to raise funds for the Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club. I, you know, obviously our fans know how extremely important it is to stay up with the times and to be able to chase these teams down that we talked about. And to do that, we need to have a great club. So that's probably been the hardest part for me as a coach. Um, you know, those are tough conversations. I know we're in the middle of a crisis, but we can't have our two golf outings, right? We can't have all the things we want to have. Uh, so that's probably been the hardest thing. And how are we going to make ends meet so we can still have an Anthony Ashnall, a Tyler Graff, an Ethan Ramos, a Pat Downey, a Bryce Meredith, a Reese Humphrey, all those guys. So uh, that's that. we're at a critical time right now. And and it's, it's hard to just all I could say is we need everybody's help, but it's a hard conversation to have, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're doing a good job. I feel like you're uh, you're definitely doing your part, and everyone's doing their part. Um, well, we got great fans. Yeah, we got great supporters, so that helps. Yeah, I'm not sure sharing numbers, but percentage wise, you know, we got like if the bar is 100 percent full, would be 100 percent. We're like 80 to 90 percent there, you know, of of our goal of what the COVID challenge was. So uh doing a great job just need a little final push and i feel like get get to that point or get to that goal uh which is exciting because it it kind of like you're saying it it helps keep guys like me it helps get guys like ethan ramos who we just got and um it helps keep those guys happy and training with our guys and helps keep the whole the whole wheel moving the whole circle complete so you need those kind of things and all the top programs have them so yeah Speaking of giving day, and I know it's getting close to 10 o'clock here, but speaking of giving day was yesterday for Rutgers, which is our the Rutgers wrestling, right? That's our budget line and all that. But uh, I found out this morning that the spirit team, meaning the dance team, had the most people, not the most money, but the most people donated. We were fourth, and my wife donates to the dance team. She doesn't even donate to the wrestling program. She goes with her daughter. <laughs> yeah. she, she helps Shelby out. I, I would, think, help I would think that, though. Really? I mean, come on. I mean, maybe Split she should, but yeah, 50-50. Split it <laughs> up. Right? Uh, that's straight, great. Straight, yeah. yeah, because so. they're probably like just so much, they got so much more of energetic voices. They know their their job as their, their athletic job is to lift people's spirits up and to like yeah. bring good, like good, happy emotions out. So, I mean, I could, yeah. I could imagine the phone call is going a little bit more smooth than, uh, than ours. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a really good job on social media. Yeah. Uh, just pumping it out. So good for them. They, they're, they're pretty good. I know my daughter's having a great experience. So yeah. that's all cool. Yeah. Is she, is she happy with, uh, with her experience, her first year, freshman year in the books? Yeah, she did. A, she was Dean's list. So she did her job and she was really, really frustrated that last month, of course, with virtual learning, but she did a great job, but she was bummed. You know, they took her off campus. She wanted to experience, uh, life on campus. She moves into her house or apartment uh, July 1. You know, that's all set to go. So she's going to have an apartment. Nice. And again, I don't know what that looks like with students even coming back for the fall, but she's paying for an apartment. So she'll be up there and part of the experience I get. So yeah, we still haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they make, like I, I said already, but I hope it's just a normalized school year and season for athletes and just re- college students around the country. Yeah, they deserve. Yeah, that. me too. Me too. Yeah, but that's some pretty exciting stuff. I think we should real quick touch base just to let our fans know. Uh, Monday was like I mentioned the first day of recruiting the 2022 class. That means sophomores that are going to be juniors. Uh, rest assured, we we contacted maybe it was 33 to 35 guys, and they're some of the best guys in the country, not just in New Jersey. So if you you know, obviously I can't talk about them. That's illegal to do that. But uh, we were on the phones hard on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, getting in touch with these guys. And, uh, you know, these these wrestlers, the best guys in the country, there's a – they think really highly of Rutgers wrestling, which makes me happy and gives us an opportunity, gives us a shot. Obviously, being in this conference puts you in the conversation with all these guys. And uh, it was really positive. Everything was positive. We didn't have one kid where we hung up and said, uh, ah, I don't think he's even thinking about Rutgers wrestling. I'm talking, these are high end kids. These aren't, you know, these aren't the district champs. These are the best kids in the country. So that was pretty positive and we're excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm excited about that. I want to hear some of these names, but keep it confidential. And um, I was just texting some of my buddies in high school wrestling, just asking like, Hey, what are some of the big names? Just, 
you know, I like to put myself in that role in that like headspace. Like I want to know these, some of these kids names. And I feel like I'm very familiar with a lot of the top, top guys that are junior seniors, but then I, I'm kind of the next kind of group I know a lot about are like sixth to eighth grade. And I'm, when, when they're going to be sophomore juniors, I'll be ready to go. But uh, I need to learn a little bit more about the freshman and junior class right now that are, that are in college, the rising fresh or rising sophomores, rising juniors. I got to be a little bit more knowledgeable in those age groups right now. Um, I got a, I got a question from Dale about asking what kind of training or working out was I talking about when Sammy came and what did we actually do? Well, like sometimes we wake up in the morning. I live like a mile, point six mile point seven of the beach we'd just run look at the water do a little bit of executions or something little abs or push-ups and executions are just like wrestling technique uh, wrestling technique drilling of just getting in your reps of a takedown nothing hard like 30 percent of, of your 100 percent. just going through going through the, not going through the motions but your body's kind of going through the motions as, as your brain's thinking about what you're doing and then we would jog back other times i have a little mat in my basement so we would we would just wrestle, go through a wrestling practice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Executions I think are really, really good. Maybe they're high level attacks. Maybe they're shrugs. Uh, maybe they're duck unders, maybe they're arm drags, stuff that you know, you're obviously not, you're on the beach. You're not hitting your sit, you're not hitting the sand, but you're doing some high level stuff and you're just incorporating that into your, into your game. And you, you and Sammy clearly have some really good shrugs and throw by. So that probably was pretty neat. Yeah, he's even got a he's got more of an athletic athletic build than me. And I, I like feeling guys like that. Like, although I have better credentials, he's probably he's a better wrestler than me as hard as as like much as it hurts to say that, like, like he's a better technical wrestler. He could do more with his body. He has a lot more tools than I have, but um, maybe it's hours of work I put in or whatever. I'm better at what I'm really good at. But I, I learn a lot from him feeling his stuff and feeling where he's good and feeling those kind of things. I want to get back to the recruiting because you and I have had discussions about you getting into coaching and what that looks like for you. Um, is that something you look forward to getting in a recruit's house, uh, selling, whether it's, you know, obviously it's, we want it to be Rutgers, <laughs> yeah. but uh, cause I know a lot of people ask me, when does Anthony take on the coaching role? Uh, so what is your thoughts on that? Yeah. Not to put you on the spot. I, would, I know you have goals. No, I, lo I would love to get in guys' houses and, I was going to just say the biggest thing on that question is I already represent Rutgers to the fullest and everything I do. And when I'm going to these places to train the kids, like what I represent is Rutgers, but what holds me back and like the recruiting part is like, I can't tell the kid, Hey, I'm, I'm a coach on the staff. I'm like, although I'm there pretty much every day, I, I can't promise you I'm at practice every day. And I, so I don't have those full conversations with recruits that are maybe looking at Rutgers. Um, and I, and I think what I look forward to of being a coach is being like, Hey, we're, this is me. I'm a part of this too. I'm on staff. Like, let's go. You want to be a part of it or not? I'm not helping you anymore. If you don't want to be a part of it, you are wasting my time. But like, in, yeah. instead I, I'm more of a role where it's a, it's a relationship. I, I'm a mentor to a lot of these kids and they're 15, 16. So it's more of, Oh, what schools are you looking at? You know? Well, yeah. Like this is my experience at Rutgers, Rutgers and your options. This is what my experience was, man. And, yeah, I went and visited other colleges, but I made the choice to go here and it was the best choice I ever made. And this is why, and this is what I loved. And this is what I looked forward to when I went to college and what I got kind of thing. And just giving them that platform and my experience is the most I could do right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to changing that gear and giving them my experience, but also being like, and this is what we got now. And this is what we're going to do. And this is what we got coming in. Um, because of, as much as I can do that right now, it's like, I'm not, I'm not the guy to do it. So, uh, so I kind of just play my role a little bit more. Awesome. That's pretty cool feedback. That's, that's good to hear. Um, what else you got going on? Anything else before we get off here? Uh, nothing much for me, man. Just, I guess, look forward to that, uh, flow wrestling announcement today. Uh, yeah. little sneak peek. I'm sure it's going to just be me against Pletcher. So there's, there's the one matchup, but, uh, there's guys, that maybe you haven't seen wrestle in a while guy that a matchup at 74 kilograms. It's going to be uh, two of the top guys in the world going at each other. They both train in America. One's not American. So I guess you could fill, fill in the blanks. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hear you. All right, good. So there's a lot going on. Good. I look forward to that. I think uh, Rutgers, oh. Rutgers might have a big announcement, hopefully. So 
Yeah. Let's yeah. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Um, but anyway, we'll on that topic, we'll get off here. And uh, this was a good show, man. We got a lot of content across and this has been fun for sure. And let's keep doing it, man. This was cool answering all these questions. I think when you don't have a guest, I mean, obviously we had Sammy on for a little bit, but we don't have somebody on for 40, 50 minutes, a lot more fan engagement. And maybe we do this for a couple of weeks. Yeah. This is kind of cool. And then we just put it out there. We're, we're taking, taking some questions and whatever these people want to hear and get us through the summer. And uh, as long as Rutgers wrestling is on people's mind, that's all good for me. Yeah, man. Thank you to uh, Naka Sports for the mugs and for the platform. Yeah. Where's my mug? <laughs> I left my mug downstairs. I could sh- sure you know, let you know I was drinking out of my Malka Sports mug. Every, this morning. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just gets the mojo going for the podcast on Friday mornings. Yeah. yeah it's fired up. And those guys do a good job for us. So yep. cool. We'll be back next Friday, 9 a.m. Yep. Uh, enjoy the weekend. I'm going to be up. I'll be out here. I'm going to try to get over next weekend. Yeah. Or, or next week. I'll try to get over next week. It should be week. great weather this weekend. I feel. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hot. Tomorrow, Father's Day, Sunday. Happy early Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And to you good, though? Yeah, that's right. Thanks, man. Yeah. So make- and I saw your brother the other day. He looks pale. He looks light. He looks tired. But somehow he throws up a 40 on the front nine of Pineback. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I'm so mad. But he was playing with uh, he was playing with Andrew Diamond from CBA, hanging out with all the CBA guys, nice. uh, doing his thing. So Hey, he's, he's networking uh, out there, man. He's creating something He's special. networking out there, yep. That's why we have yeah, it. So I'm excited. All right, Ant. Yeah. Yep. You're the man. Shoot me a text later. I'm excited for this 12 o'clock announcement from Flo. Sounds good, man. I'll see you. All right, brother. See you.